SoonerSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROS Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric, and built for time. Can we be there? God, we are here. You don't have to think about it. It is right here. It is right now. How you doing today, Brandon Stokely? I'm doing great. Kind of like the Broncos offense today. Oh, 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 look at that. Look at that. We can complete more than one pass in a row. Oh, my goodness. Hey, look at here. Look at here. Um, no, man, I'm, I'm doing really, really good. Uh, so it was fun uh, watching that, that, that Broncos practice today. I think probably it's safe to say that might have been the most consistent um, offense uh, performance, offensive performance that we've seen so far. That's, so that's great, great news. Um, I think they, were, they went to the lab a little bit, you know, the meeting room. And they, they schemed up a few things for Coach Vance's pressures. You see some mugged up looks like the linebackers are walked up right over the center. And, you know, so uh, and sometimes they would all blitz. Sometimes they would bail out. But you saw that they uh, seemed to me that they were more prepared for the different blitzes sure. uh, that uh, Vance Joseph's defense was throwing at them. And so love seeing that. And just saw Russ just being like, you know, like we thought we were going to see last year. I mean, he was just on time, on the money, consistent, accurate with the football. Um, and so I thought by far his best day. You know, it wasn't just one play here and then, you know, two plays where we don't see anything and then one play, a nice play. I mean, this was more of a consistent practice. This is what you need to be successful in the NFL. You know, when when people are saying we're being too negative about the Broncos' offense, I'm like, I'd like it, it, they're showing me one play, you know, from practice. I mean, that, that that's not going to win you football games in the NFL. I'm sorry, yeah, right? Yeah. You need to have some consistency. And that's what we finally saw today was being able to do it, you know, play after play after play, not once every 20 minutes. I mean, that's not going to cut in the NFL. So I thought overall, by far, it was their best offensive practice and really enjoyed watching that practice. And, you know, Cortland Sutton making some plays. Heck, yeah. Jerry Judy making some plays. And Rusty just being um, the quarterback that we thought we were getting last year. Well, uh, I'm really uh, encouraged. I'm really encouraged. So you and I, uh, to, to pull the curtain back, we don't, like, have, like, some sort of powwow or meeting before the show on, you know, what your stance on this or that is going to be. Uh, we have a phrase, don't do the show before the show. So I wasn't exactly sure uh, what you were going to come in here and, and say. Um, but, man, we are synced up, and it's it's hard not to, especially especially if you've been here every day. If you've been here every day and saw what it looked like for the first seven, eight, even nine practices, it was really discouraging. It just was. So it's almost a relief in some way. It's almost a relief to walk across the street to the denversports.com zone. Uh, thanks to our friends at Ting Internet. If you live in Centennial, make Ting your lightspeed internet provider for as low as $89 a month. Go to ting.com slash centennial for more information. I'm very encouraged today. I am. Um, it Again, much like when we were given the harsh judgment, it's not a sweeping judgment on what it's going to be against the Raiders or in October. But on a day like today, on August 9th, 2023, today was a good day for the Denver Broncos offense. And and to be, like, you know, frank about it, it should be. 
Uh, you, Don't you, be you, frank. You, 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 just be yourself. Just be... Just be myself. Don't be frank. Just be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, <laughs> goodness gracious. Who am I working with? Nate Jackson now? Jeez. Um, oh, gosh. I... I uh, but but it should be better. It should look good. You're in helmets, right? You don't even have full pads on, so it should be crisp and, and on time, on the money, and uh, getting to some some nice audibles when you see in the pressure looks. And and it was, which is a good thing. Look, today's Wednesday, right? Monday was a better day than I saw the week before. Yeah. Tuesday, same thing. It was like they were progressing, progressing, and slowly building up to a practice like we saw today. And so that's what we were hoping for when we left on Friday. Like, hey, hopefully we'll see a better week next week. You go back into the film room. You start correcting your mistakes. You're getting into, you know, day 10, day 11, day 12, whatever it, it, it may be. you got to start seeing some improvement. Yeah. Right? you got to start, you know, giving it back to the defense a little bit more. And – and that's what we've been seeing this week. And today was like the cherry on top. And then tomorrow is going to be like a little walkthrough and jog through. And I know we're going to get into that a little bit yep. uh, later in the show. Some different uh, opinions on on like the on, value of that, on the value of that type of practice. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. But today was like you're really your last warm up for Arizona, and um, and it was a really good one. It was, man. Encouraging, it was, man. It I was. think that's what it really is, Zach, encouraging. Yeah, and, and you mentioned uh, Cortland Sutton. I, I want to put it in park here for a second when we talk about Sutton because we came here, I think it was on Monday, and it, it was it was actually based off a play that didn't even work out um, uh, against uh, Pat Sertan. And, uh, you know, but I, I said, oh, my goodness, look at the way his speed he opened up. It looked like 2019 Cortland Sutton. <laughs> I saw, I'm seeing this week what I had hoped to see last year from Sutton. We kind of gave him a hall pass after uh, the first year coming off the ACL. And then we geared up for last year. It was like, okay, this is the year. And then for whatever reason, we just didn't see it. I don't know if there was still lingering, you know, fill in the blank, soreness, lack of confidence, whatever. But I'm seeing some stuff in this camp. And he had the play of the day with. Russell Wilson and the first-team offense where he got separation from Pat Sertan and Russell dropped it in a bucket on the right sideline before the safety was rolling over. It's plays you see made every single Sunday. Yeah. But it's on the right sideline. It was a 30-yard pass and catch against one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And I I just – I think Sutton – Sutton might have something uh, for this league this year. Okay. I I, I hope you're right there. Um and, you know, he's that big body receiver. He's never been a speed guy. Uh, but, you know, when you're not a speed guy and you lose a step and you're just, uh, it's going to really set you back. So hopefully he can get that speed back. But, um, you know, just, just being a consistent target, I think, for, for Russell Wilson, that big body yeah. target. You know, Jerry Judy's a speed guy. Jerry Judy's a route runner. Yep. And and then you got the bigger body guy on the other side of him. Just need a little bit more consistency from Cortland Sutton. And, and look, last year, I, I, I guarantee if he was sitting right in front of us, he would tell you tell us it, it, it just wasn't good enough for whatever reason, right? There was a lot going on. Yeah. You know, so you can look at Russ. You can look at Cortland. You can look at this offensive line. You can look at the tight ends. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, right, it, goes, right. it goes all across the board. That's right. And... Whether you want to put, you know, thirty percent on Hackett and this offense, or thirty percent on Russ, and or thirty percent on the offensive line, there was, you know, a lot of um, blame to share to go around for everyone. And sometimes it just, 
It's just not there for you as a receiver. You are you play a dependent position. It depends on a lot of things going your way for you to have a good year. Yeah. It's not you just going out there and beating a guy. Right? You got to go out there and beat the guy and get open. But then the quarterback has to have time. So you need the offensive line to do a good job, right? And then the quarterback has to go to you and look towards you and throw an accurate ball. And far too often, those first two things there never happened for Cortland even to have a lot of opportunities to have, like, you know, a 1,000-yard season. So I, I think, you know, there was – there was a lot going on there last year. Obviously, that that was that was awful. And hopefully this year, you know, we can correct some of those things, and then we can see Cortland Sutton kind of doing his thing. He's not really a home run hitter guy. No. Now he can. He, you know, hopefully we'll we'll see that jump ball, the fifty fifty ball, start going his way a little bit more uh, this way. I mean, this year. Um, but I think overall, you know, Cortland is that guy that can work the middle of the field with his big body, that can you know convert some of those third down and shorts because of his big body and his strength, and and and, um, and hopefully we'll just see a little bit more of that from Cortland Sutton. That that would be fantastic. And off the top of your head, I'm gonna put you on the spot, and in, in the in the way you answer the question is totally inconsequential. Do you remember how many yards Cortland Sutton had last year? I would say um, I think it. I would say in the seven hundreds. 829 yards. Okay. Okay. That's with the calamity surrounding him that you just went through. Kind of the percentages. Hackett, Ross, offensive line, no tight end, no slot receiver. It goes on and on. Uh, Starting running back, out. Um, He finished with 829 yards amidst all that with games like two receptions for 14 yards against the Chargers. One reception for 13 yards against Jacksonville. Zero receptions for zero yards against Baltimore. Three receptions for 30 yards against the Chargers. I just named almost a half a dozen games where he was a total non-factor. With the calamity around him, still ended up with 829 yards. If we get just a a 10% improvement from Russ, 10% improvement from the line, 25% improvement from the head coach, I think Cortland Sutton's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver, and I, I I don't think that's a hot take. Okay, I, I hope I hope you're right, and um, you know it, it should be better, should be a lot better. And so, like if you look back and you say, "Gosh, I mean, he was only 170, you know, yards or, or so short of a thousand last year," with like you said, with with everything that went on, you would think that it would be better this year. Yeah, right. It just doesn't always work out that way. True. Um, yeah. True. And, and you got to stay healthy again, and, and and those things have to happen, and. Um, but it, it should be. It should be. It should be better for Corlin Sutton, and hopefully, you know, he can regain some of that form. I, I don't think we'll ever ever see the guy that we, um, you know, projected him to be after his you know first couple years. Yeah. Because um, we were having conversations. Could this guy be a top ten wide receiver? Right. I, I, I don't think we're going to see that guy after that knee injury, but. I think he can still be a very productive NFL wide receiver. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy some stock, um, quite literally, uh, in Cortland Sutton. We talked about his season total, about, what is it, 650 yards or so? Oh, it's got to be more than that. Is it up to seven? Was it up to seven? Wow. I, I think initially uh, it was 650. Was it really that low? Because him and Patrick, Patrick was like 550, it, uh, Sutton was like 650, and Judy was like, you know, 780 or something like that. I'm um, ballparking it very much so. Um, but, but like, if it's 700 yards, 
I, and, and you know, I'm going to wait till before week one to place it and make sure that he's healthy. But that could be a um, you know that could be hammer season for me personally. Um, as you hear the beeps uh, from the cars uh, driving by the DenverSports.com zone, we love to hear those beeps. They're like uh, metaphorical fist bumps uh, as as folks drive uh, as folks drive by us. Metaphorical. Yeah, metaphorical fist bump. Bam. Okay. Beep beep. Um, You're all over it. It was. Um it was is it's seven hundred yards. I mean that's that's too low for Cortland right. I it just is. I, I agree with you. Um I, I do. Um and we we're hearing more horns come by. <laughs> uh, we love to hear it. Um Okay, more observations from camp as we wait to hear uh from Sean Payton here, uh which we hope to get an update on Mike McGlinchey. Uh, Brandon Johnson. We got the depth chart out for the first time, which we'll discuss here uh, shortly. Um, yeah, I mean, McGlinchey was working on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so was uh, Simmons and Riley Moss and Aaron Patrick and um, Art Green. Uh, so they, they had a few people working on the side over there with the uh, probably the weight staff and the trainers. But I, I think the, the good news for um, McGlinchey is, you know what, he was he was out there. One day after, you know, you have a knee sprain. They didn't tell us what the um, what the knee sprain was exactly. Like, you know, did he sprain his MCL? Did he sprain his, you know, what, what ligament um, it, it is? But the fact that you're already out, you're just out there. Yeah. Right? I mean, I've sprained my knee and my PCL, and the next day I'm not out there. Yeah, you're in the you know, training I'm in the training room, room yeah. still icing it because yeah. it's swole up and, and those types of things. So It's a great point. I think that's a um, that's really positive news that he's just able to be out there and he's not on crutches or you know he's not laid up in the trainer room for a week or so trying to get the swelling out and and, and those types of things. So um, I think that's a that's a real positive for Mike McGlinchey just seeing him um, out there doing something and standing on it with the with the rest of the guys that are off to the side. Yeah, that's a, a low key. Uh, or high key, uh, big deal uh, for the ninety million dollar right tackle here within a month of the start of the season. By the way, it's August 9th, man. It's August ninth. Yeah, first game of the season, September tenth. We are one month away. We are four weeks away uh, from seeing what this thing looks like um, on a real field against the real opponent, a rival. Who, by the way, I just just locked in under six and a half for the Raiders last night. Thinking of you while I did it. Oh. It was my fourth, um, in which I, I wow. look forward to kind of going over my favorite over-under plays. Right. Last year went 3-0, and oh, uh, and we're going to try to replicate it. And and the Raiders, man, the listened to a podcast and started to do a deeper dive into, you know, who they're going to be. And I just, oh, we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, one month, four weeks away. And in the vein of Mike McGlinchey, in the vein of Mike McGlinchey, I thought, I thought the offensive line – had their best day camp so far today. It was, I mean, and you don't have McGlinchey or, or – and Bowles was out there today, wasn't he? Um, yes, I saw him in I his uniform. So. I don't know how many reps he took. Uh, he, he's on some kind of load management schedule, it seems like, for him. Uh, so uh, it, it did. It seemed like it was their best day today. Now, I don't know if it's coincidence that you don't have full pads on. You know, it, how much does that help them out? But sure. certainly it, they, they look like they performed at their best. The offense performed at their best. So that was good to see. It, 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 and it felt as much of a physical practice as you could possibly have without the pads on. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, last year we saw a lot of two-hand touch, yep. a lot of patty cake, yep. a lot of uh, jogging and walking around and, and walk-throughs. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just refreshing to see um, – 
uh, football being practiced like it should be practiced, right? I mean, it's already easy enough nowadays, right? It, it just is. I mean, it's just it compared, obviously, to when I played and things like that, and things evolve. I get it. But, man, football is still, when you play football on a Sunday, and it is tough, right? So, you know, you have to mimic some of that in practice, and we've talked a lot about it, and you have to make it as tough as possible, especially nowadays with all the rules and regulations, which I think the majority of them are, are great. Um, but you have to be ready to play yep. real football. Yep. And the only way to do that is to go out there and practice and practice hard and get after it a little bit, and, and that's what they're doing, even when they don't have full pads on. So I think the message has been sent. It seems like it's been received well by the players. And um, I, I agree. I think that's a good take by you that, you know, with what we saw today and, and no shoulder pads, that it was about as tough of a practice as you can get for, you know, a, a, a hour, 45-minute, you know, uh, practice. Yeah. Uh, our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is pre- presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. We are live from the denversports.com zone, uh, just a couple hundred feet away uh, from Centura Training Center, where the Broncos held practice here uh, on a Wednesday. Question uh, for you. Yeah. I don't know where you're going, um, but I have a question because I, I just looked at my notes, and I was looking out on the field. I saw like a uh, look like an intern type of coach working with one of the pass rushers, and I was like, that guy looks familiar. It, is, is, is Jared Allen um, – do, is he working with the uh, pass rushers? Because it looked like Jared Allen. Now, it might be some other guy that, that is, his, um, is his twin, but the guy kind of looked like Jared Allen. I didn't know if there's been reports that he's been working with the Broncos. I did he not for a see day? That. Does he know Sean Payton? I don't know. Um, but uh, And maybe it's not even him. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just a guy that looks like him, I guess. Um, but I, I thought, it's like, wow, that, that might be Jared Allen. And then I, I looked and I said, um, that would be nice if it was. Yeah, you know, a guy like that working with your young pass rushers and and trying to help those guys out. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe I'm just making it up. Um, maybe maybe I'm not. We'll see. You know, we will get maybe a, a question for Sean Payton uh, in that regard. Okay. Um, I have said on on this show uh, once or twice through the years. I think Jared Allen might have the most underrated career of getting after the quarterback, maybe in NFL history. He had a run over like a nine-year period where, and I'm looking at it right now, I didn't even realize he was a nine-sack nine guy as a rookie. Nine sacks, 11 sacks, seven and a half sacks, 15 and a half sacks, 14 and a half, 14 and a half, 11, 22, wow. 12, 11 and a half. I mean, the guy is almost at 150 career sacks. He's a Hall of Famer for sure. Um do you know where he played college football? Oh, um, Minnesota Duluth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Idaho State. Yeah. Uh, yes, Idaho State. Um, okay, uh, uh, Javante Williams, uh, yes. I've asked you to put eyes on him. I had uh, a take here uh, on Monday after practice, I believe it was, uh, that you know what? Javante Williams does not look great to me. He doesn't look explosive. Now, throughout the prerequisites, we know he's not a home run hitter or a speed right. guy. But it's, I said, when, you, when he gets handed the football, watch the first step or two after he gets handed the football. You've had a couple days to evaluate Javante. Um, what do you think? I mean, I think he looks fine. Um, uh, look, when, when a guy's coming off on an injury like that, we're going to look at it really closely, right? And, and so guess what, Zach? 
you know, when you're coming off um, your, let's let's just say your baby meniscus okay. that you had, right? Okay. Um, little baby cleanup. Yep. Um, the, um, you know, some days when you roll out of bed, you're sore, mm. right? And it just doesn't. It's not. It's not firing like it um, maybe did the day before. Um, and so I think we got to remember that also with a guy like Javante. I mean, he's had, you know, he didn't have just a baby meniscus. I mean, this guy had three ligaments, right. um, ACL and, and a couple other ones. And, and he's back early, right? I, I think he might have beat your meniscus timeline. Actually. <laughs> um, and he's playing football, right? So uh, we got to also remember that this guy might be a little sore for a day or two, yeah. you know, after, and he's working through it. Um, so let's not, let's not forget that also. But I saw him today, and, and the hole opened up nicely for him, and he hit it. Boom. And he looked great. And I was like, I don't see anything there. Um, and now we'll be able to really evaluate on game days, you know, what it looks like whenever there's bodies flying around and what it looks like. But I, I didn't know, notice anything that, that I was just like, wow, ooh. He's just not ready yet, or there's a big limp there, something like that. He he, he looked good, um, and then you know we got to, like I said, we got to keep in context that that he also, you know, I mean, might be sore, yeah, might be feeling it from the day before. I think that's very fair, and I want to comment on something that you just um, uh, isolated. He got the football, and the offensive line did a great job in the in the first. I think it was a, yeah, yeah, it was the first team period. The offensive line did a great job. Uh, with, with opening up a hole, and boy, did he hit it. And, and then I started to second-guess my own self and saying that, you know what, maybe I'm looking at Javante because it really the offensive line really hasn't had a good camp, and maybe because those holes haven't existed, that it's just a product of, you know, just maybe being patient for a half a second and waiting for something to develop that never does develop. Right. And I'm looking at it going, huh, he looks sort of plotting. Because when I saw him hit the hole the way he did today, um, I said, damn, I haven't really seen that. So then right. I started to second-guess my own self. Yeah, that, I think that's – look, you know, we're, we're really analyzing it closely because that's what we're looking for. Like, oh, is that a limp? He just doesn't look the same. Well, um, it, it, that, that, that's part of what we're doing here. And, and today – he looked fine. Yep. And there's some days he might not look uh, great. Uh, I think that's just part of the process, especially for him coming back from this thing. And I think the alarming thing for us with with Cortland, um, when he was coming back, I mean, there was a it was multiple days yes. of a noticeable limp yes. there, and it just didn't look the same. And it was it was pretty obvious and glaring to us. With Javante, hopefully he's just working through some things, putting putting the pads on and uh, trying to get his confidence back. But he looked good today, so that, that's a good sign. All right, we're live from Training Camp 2023 in the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvements and design-build projects for over three decades. That's Khan, K-A-H-N, construction.com. More reaction from training camp. Did our uh, other teammates at the FAM think that today was as optimistic of a day offensively as we did? We'll check in with one of them coming up next. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023, thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built Ford Tough. I know you just heard it, but I want to say it again because I really needed to sink in. Our broadcast in Training Camp 2023 is powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric. <laughs> And it's Bill Ford Tough. 
Will Peterson, NeverSports.com, was out of practice. Um, me and Stokely walked away from this practice as encouraged offensively as any of the practices over the last two weeks. Did you feel the same? Oh, yeah, it was great, guys. Russell Wilson did not have a single incompletion during team drills today. Oh. Not one. Like Paxton in San Francisco. Yes, it was that good from Russ. Corlin Sutton was the star of the day. Jerry Judy broke Damari Mathis's ankles on one play, made him fall over and slip. You know, those TikToks are paying off. He's got that footwork, baby. Uh, and then y'all missed red zone, but Russ to Sutton twice, wow. including third and goal on the goal line. Mathis blows Cortland up. Mathis had a bad day. He was frustrated. He hits him hard. Cortland gets up, spins the ball, high fives Russ. Damari signaling fourth down because oh. it was Russ. Right there, and Corlin and Russ like, nah, that's a touchdown. You just got burned again today. Uh, they picked on Damari Mathis today, but you know what? We've talked so much about Justin Simmons and Pat Sertan and even Mathis to some extent. It's nice to be able to sit here today and say, no, the corner had the bad day because the receivers played so darn well. Yeah, it was fine. I think they've been kind of building up to a day like this finally where it was like, okay, it was a better day on Monday. I mean, it wasn't like it was a great day of offensive practice. And the Tuesday is like, okay, maybe it's a little bit better than, than Monday. Like, they're, they're hopefully they're progressing to taking a, you know, a big step forward to have a consistent practice. And that's kind of what they did today. It, it maybe, maybe it's starting to sink in a little bit, Will. I mean, and some, some would say this is the fifth straight day Russell Wilson has looked good, but that's where I would agree with your point, Stoke. This has been a culmination. He's looked better. He hasn't looked good for right, five straight right. days. That's He's a distinction. better. Yeah. Today, though, guys, he looked good. He, he, this was Seattle Russ today. You know, this, <laughs> ooh, no incompletions, bunch of touchdowns, hitting okay. Judy, hitting Sutton. I mean, Seattle you, Russ, I, 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 I bristle at it because Seattle Russ was like one of the five best quarterbacks in the sport. He was awesome today. He was. Like, he, was he was good. He was good. He, he was really good. Here's the thing. If I can come on last week and tell you guys it's the worst practice I've ever seen from him, yeah, yeah. I can come on today and tell you it's the best practice I've seen from him in orange and blue. That's oh, what it was today. So, okay, so today was the best practice in the two years Yes. for, for Russell Wilson. I mean, for you. For you. Camp, That's probably fair to say. Camp Comfort last yeah. year, we but, couldn't really get anything. Yeah. He was terrible the first week. And as Stoke just pointed out, building, building, building. And today, I mean, you don't let a ball hit the ground. That's a good day. That's a good day for Russell Wilson. Now, the caveat is Justin Simmons, right? The second Justin Simmons left this camp, yeah. Russell Wilson started improving. That's a good point. It's fair. That's how good Justin Simmons is. Russ can't do anything when 31's on the field, and then when he's got to sit out, Russ starts to cook. I, well, I, I, like, I think you're making a fair point. I, I've heard others make it, and, and to a certain degree, I agree. But, Stoker, are we making too big of a deal of a safety's presence in a defense completely changing the defense that a quarterback who didn't look like he could chew gum and walk because of number 31's not out there, now he's back to Seattle, Russ? Yeah, I think we're overhyping it um, just a little, maybe a lot. Um, look, Justin Simmons is a really good player, right? I mean, but, like, come on. Uh, Russ needed to be better. Yeah. A couple of those throws were just awful, you know, like, like throwing it right to Justin Simmons. Airmailing a receiver right to Justin Simmons. Um, so a lot of that was on just Russ, just being inaccurate with the football and making poor decisions. Yeah. Now you give Justin Simmons credit. Look, he's a really good player. He's an all-pro yep. uh, safety. Yep. So the defense will be better when he's in the lineup. But 
I don't want to all of a sudden say, well, he's not in there. Now, that's why Russ is looking so much better. Um, I'm just not ready to go there. I think Russ is, you know, his throw to Cortland Sutton on on a curl route, which which, which Mathis was all over um, Cortland Sutton, but it was perfect timing uh, on the money. I mean, that has nothing to do with Justin Simmons. That has everything to do with Russell Wilson. So I'm not kind of ready just to take that big leap. Obviously, it it helps a little bit, but I don't think it's a lot. I just think there seems to be a correlation there. That's all I'm saying. What is better, but also could be a correlation of, you know, where, you know, we're 10 days into this thing. The offense starting to slow down for everyone. Yeah. Right? Everyone's starting to feel better. Now you're, now you're watching more film on the defense. Now you're seeing what they're trying to do. Now you're scheming maybe a little bit more for them. So I think it has to do with that also. Hopefully. Um, I am becoming increasingly and increasingly more bullish on Cortland Sutton's mm. 2023 season. Started talking about it Monday with a play he didn't even make, but just what I'm seeing physically from him going, huh, he, that, 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 that's giddy up I haven't seen in, in, in a presidential term. Uh, 2019 is the last time I saw that, but I'm seeing it, and now it's actually translating to him making plays. The play that Stokely just talked about, uh, the play on the right sideline for 30 yards uh, with Pat Sertan, arguably the league's best corner in coverage. Um, what have you seen from Cortland? Yeah, the touchdown to essentially end practice today where he's spinning the ball to Mari Mathis. Uh, you, you could make a case the Broncos had two best players on the field today. It was either Russ or Cortland. One of the two guys, I know you guys will do your star of the day and your twinkle. I assume Sutton will get one of those awards because he was awesome today. He's on Twinkle Watch. He's on Twinkle Watch. <laughs> and you hit the nail on the head, Zach. We talked about last week, uh-oh, I took a time between time machine to 2022, and this camp feels the same as 22. Yep. That time machine is dead. Mm. Today we took that time machine to 2019. This is the first time since Corlin Sutton tore his ACL that I feel like I'm watching rookie and second-year SMU Cortland Sutton out there and not, oh, no, he tore his ACL in Pittsburgh and dude hasn't been the same in three years. We all know recoveries are different yep. for these guys. Yep. And while we have to applaud him for getting back on the field, it's I think even a Jamal Murray would tell you, it, it takes as long as it takes for each individual guy. And I think some people worried Sutton had lost it for good. What he's showing in this camp, he didn't lose it for good. It just took a long, long time to get it back. There's real hope he can return to that pre-ACL form this year. I, I mean, I hope so, but I, I, I want to pump the brakes a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but, I mean, we haven't seen Cortland go over the top of anybody yet, right, um, as far as leaping up and, like, like looking like that, what, 18 and 19 version of him when he was, like, the standout of camp almost every single day. So we haven't seen that from him yet. Now he's making some nice plays. Yep. He is. He's doing a really nice job, and he was great today. Um but, like, to be – to take that step back to where he once was, he's going to need to start doing that for us, right, where it's a 50-50 ball, and guess what? It's really like a 70-30 ball, 80-20 ball, because that's how many times he comes down with it. That, and that's what he was doing back in the day. So I'm not ready to take that next step that he's fully back to being Cortland Sutton um, that he, we saw. He may never be uh, – and not to cut you off, he may never regain the full 10 out of 10 athleticism. But if he's a better version of the athlete um, that he was a year ago, and he was over 800 yards, can he be? Can he? Can he get to 90 percent of what we thought the production was going to be without that elite athleticism? Like, because if he's 829 yards last year, and we're saying he looks better athletically this year, can this guy? Can, can he flirt? I don't want to use a thousand yards, but can he flirt with numbers like that without that elite athleticism? Anymore? Yes, he can. He definitely can't because now you become, you know, the um, 
the elite route runner, the great route runner. Uh, maybe not. He won't be an elite route runner, but you become a really good uh, route runner, and because you're a big body guy, yeah, and you out muscle, you out physical guys. You use your strength right to to make plays um, week in and week out, and that that's kind of what I see him becoming. And if you can master that. Now, you can still be a really, really good wide receiver in the NFL, right? Um, so I think maybe maybe you look at how his game could be uh, changing and evolving a little bit from, you know, that freakish guy down the football field that looked like Randy Moss to more of a, a route runner, ball control um, type of uh, a wide receiver, which isn't a bad thing. That's not a negative. That could be a real positive for him, actually. It, it, it could be, and I think there's a cross-sport comparison to be made by one of the great athletes that we've ever seen play sports who changed his game over a career. I want to make that analogy a little bit later in the show. Um, but in the meantime, we want to thank our friends. You know, we're, we're uh, live from Training Camp 2023 in the DenverSports.com. So thanks to our friends from Randy Ross. Yeah, and the one tight end really surprised me. If folks haven't seen that, they can read it at DenverSports.com. Uh, Marvin Mims, the head of Montreal. Kareem Jackson, an either-or with Caden Stearns is the number two safety. Jaleel McLaughlin at five on the running back, and Albert O at five on the tight ends. Albert O officially on, may not make the 53-man watch. We, I mean, who's been saying that for two years? We have not talked about the depth chart yet. We will get to it later in the show because, as he just sort of teased into, there are some... Are they head scratching? Are they not? People were buying that Jerry, Jerry, Jerrybug, uh, Rosberg. Uh, yeah, Jerry Rosberg yeah. um, hype train for for Alberto. Yeah. Well, according to guys like James Merrillat and others, uh, they were just one Chiefs victory away from Rosberg being the head coach out there, not Sean Payton. Yeah. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to spoil your depth chart, but there's a lot for you guys <laughs> yes. to dive into. Yes. Oh, yes. And yes. we will be diving into it. Thanks, Will. See you guys. Okay. Uh, Sean Payton stepped up to the microphone. What was the head coach saying after practice today? We'll hear from him coming up next. <laughs> Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023, thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built for tough. All right, practice just wrapped up moments ago. Here's the head coach at the podium. Any questions? Yeah, so they're both uh, with him. It's, it's a knee sprain. Um, you know, we'll keep you abreast, but uh, it was all good. Would you say that Russ is starting to stack? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little bit more like making sure we're we're progressing as a team, and and certainly. Like today, Cortland had a fantastic practice. And, you know, I said this before, there's always ebbs and flows to this training camp, defense and offense. And, um, and, and you know, having success offensively is important because, you know, that you, you, get, you gain that confidence maybe that you need and, and uh, that only comes from, from, from it actually happening. So, um, but overall, we've had a good week. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll go out um, as best we can ahead of the ahead of the game and get an idea of which shoes. You know, they had trouble with the Super Bowl there. I don't know if it's the same field. I know they practice there 
all during training camp. So my experience with that field is it's always been a fast, firm track. May not, you know, may not always be green. There's, you know, because they're getting so much work on it. But it's always been a, a good firm surface that um, that you can run on. Um, but we'll pay attention to it when we get there, and if we have to change what we're wearing, and that's part of the deal. The field? No. Well, the same thing I'm hoping to see out of the rest of the starters. You know, you want to get in there, you want to see clean execution, um, timing. Um, you know, most importantly for, for the quarterback is, you know, you're moving the ball and, and giving yourself a chance to score. Um, I think it'll be important for everyone, not just him. Yeah, that's that's a little bit more of what I was discussing the other day, and all of a sudden that made national news. So I, 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 I think that it's important. I said it last night. It, it may not be the most important game for a handful of players, but in some cases it's the most important game uh, in some player's life. And, and so just that, you know, that respect for the game and that we're into the game, we're paying attention to who's in and, and um and I think you know, I think that's really important. You know, whoever's in the game, you know, you're you're helping them when they come off to the sidelines. A lot of young players, some of them their first game, so um that's the good part about it. You speak a lot about vision for a player. How is the vision for Yeah, good question. The one thing interesting about this tight end group is that man, there's some clear roles that you can see strengths and weaknesses these players have Adam's the one guy out here that you know he he, he does a good job solid job at blocking he gives you some flexibility within the route tree um, you know Chris Manhurts is someone that you know obviously uh, you know we're comfortable throwing to and yet man he, he's really good blocking the D gap and then uh, you know Dulcich is someone that really can threat so that You've got these different traits for different, and so look, we got to put together a depth chart, and then we got to give it to you guys, and then I got to answer questions about why'd you put him first. And so, when you track, this happens during the course of the year. When we play home games, we introduce the offense or the defense, and then it's it's such a multi personnel game anymore. You know, week one. If I'm introducing the offense, maybe the fullback gets introduced week two or the next home game. It's defense the next time around. You introduce the two tight ends and three receivers. And and so it's not like it used to be where you just lined up in 21 and your two-minute was in 21. And if there was a substitution, it was a big deal. You know, it, it's much different. And the same goes defensively. You know, and so I could have put the slash there, but you guys, I think, know it better. The, those tight ends are all playing. And I think it becomes easier for you all when you start looking at the, the play totals and then you see, you know, how much they're being relied on, relied upon. Um, with the hire, you, you got hired, you spoke about how the ownership group was a big part of that. Now you've been with them for six months. How is that relationship? It's been outstanding. Um, Rob Walton was here today, and it was great seeing him. I told him, you know, the game's in Phoenix. He lives there. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's been really good. And it's, I think that I've always felt I've got good instincts in, in um, 
you know, and so going through that process and meeting different people and different owners and front offices, this one um, I felt good about, and, and I feel like I was, I know I was right. Yeah, he oversees all the training room stuff. He oversees the food service. He oversees the weight room, the players' health and, and well-being. And you guys will get to know him over, you know, the course of the season. He's tremendous with the players. Um, and part of that is, you know, there, there's a buy-in, right? And, and when you're in that position, you're kind of you're selling your your program and, and why it's good to be here for your rehabilitation in the off season. And I just saw it all take place in New Orleans. And it's hard to find those type of guys. It really is. Um, and so that was a really important hire for us. Chris Manner just step off the basketball coach and just a blocker. about me and other guys yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing you would say is, let's just say we're talking tight ends and we're looking for a certain body type, right? You know, height, weight. And then in personnel, you begin to get trained to... So if you look at a game and they don't have a tight end, then you keep looking at the game, well, where are the tight ends? Because they're probably somewhere, you know? And so you, you look at basketball... You know, I'm looking at Olympic volleyball, and I see three tight ends every time I watch one of those matches that, you know, that have those traits that you're looking for. So the body types and traits aren't going away. It's what teams in college are choosing to use them a lot or maybe not as much. So you're always trying to project, you know, when you're thinking outside the box relative to it, it, it kind of started with Antonio Gates, you know, and then, you know, Jimmy Graham played you know, one season with Miami, but he was a four-year letter winner in basketball. And and so there's been a, a number of instances where, you know, the 6'5 forward maybe is more of a dime a dozen in the NBA, but but he, he's a unique skill set for us. So I just think we've gotten conditioned to, to just not look at the normal places. Sometimes um, you look outside – where you where conventional wisdom would. Assuming they have the same athleticism as Chris, you know, we're we're shortchanging the skill set that he had. That you're like, wow. Um, and I remember watching. It was on my cell phone. Jim McNally sent me the tape, and I'm looking at it and. And I've coached with Jim for a long time, and I thought, we'll bring him in. And the next thing you know, we like this player. We sign him. And then the worst part about it is, you you know, you start to mold him, and then someone else takes him off your practice squad. But I'm happy for him, and I'm happy to, to be back with him. Um, it's really a good story. I think he's strong. I think he's healthy in fairness to him. I mean, I think he's healthy. He's moving well. I, um, his body weight was just what we wanted when he reported to camp. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I like how he's been working. Today was really good. I mean, it was it was really good. Go ahead. There are nearly as many special we do um yeah i mean it's it's not that you're giving it x amount of weight but 
we do feel like we coach that area well, and there's still enough meat on the bone where it tilts. I mean, if, if you believe or work with hidden yardage at each yard's worth a point, or really 100 yards is seven points, you know, you're, you're really defending, covering every blade of grass. So, um, and then, you know, we have a punter that can throw. We, so we, we just take an aggressive approach to all of that. They're just rotating in. We've got a number of these outside backers that are all that are all getting reps. Um, so yeah, we got a rotation going. Those guys will play Friday as well. I know the depth chart is unofficial. You said you'd write it in pencil, but does it get guys' attention? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. Well, they would have had that attention when they're out here with every rep. It becomes more public and it's in print and all that. Yeah, I guess so. It's pretty explosive. I think he's got good hands, good length, um, and I do think he plays hard. And, you know, this front requires a physicality to it. You know, when you're playing a gap and a half, two gap type defense, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a very physical front, and so, um, but his explosiveness and his get off are things that that we value. One more. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's kind of one of his guest coaches. You know, he's in for a few days throughout the season, um, helping us with pass rush. You know, he's kind of put. I told him he's putting his toe in the water with coaching right now. He hadn't jumped in the cold pool yet. A little bit. We had some tough games. George, of course, did. Minnesota. And we played against those guys a lot. And then over the years, got to know him really well. And uh, and so his name came up in the offseason, and he was interested. We spoke a number of times. He came in during the the uh, spring. And then we'll have him kind of on a, a schedule here. John, you're working on the radio calls with Russ. What have you learned kind of over the years of that process yeah, I think first off, um, 90% of the errors come from the sender, and so I'm the sender. And so, you know, my eyes aren't getting any better, and but it's important that I'm quick. Or if Joe's calling it, you know, he's quick. Whoever's given the play through the headset, it's quick and efficient. The the obvious thing is to get to the line of scrimmage with as much time as possible. And so the less time you have, the less you can do at the line of scrimmage. So in and out, up and down, on and off, quickly with the personnel. You know, every once in a while as a play caller, you can get caught watching the game. And you need to be, you know, pressing that button um, right when the play ends. And so you got you to gotta start thinking, all right, if it's first and ten and you call a play, now, I'm pretty upbeat, and I would say glass half full, but I'm looking at my second and ten thoughts, assuming it's incomplete, and then quickly shifting gears. So getting getting the play in fast um, to the quarterback is the key. And then, uh, and so we're trying to 
really stress these guys right now so that the game, it becomes a little easier. And so we're on them about getting up to the line of scrimmage. We're on them. Um, and so occasionally there'll be, you know, I'll repeat the play. You know, and, the, and when you have a fixed game plan, then it's easy to know here are the formations, and by the end of the week you have it. When you have a, a glossary of training camp, you know, you, you try to reduce some of the variables. The, the key for us Friday night is to be able to evaluate our players. And the last thing I want is players getting bogged down because of a shift in emotion. So let's go play, and then we'll get into the specifics when the season starts. Thanks. All right, our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. There was a lot there from Sean Payton, and we are live in the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design-build projects for over 30 years. That's Con, K-A-H-N, construction.com. We'll react to the head coach coming up next.